0: You guys are doing Gamescom, are you you guys have the um, the booth set up and stuff. Are you guys doing? You guys have yes, people yeah, there.
1: We have okay. a booth in the um indie. What's it called? Indie Showcase. Um,
2: yeah, I haven't actually had a chance to look at the whole booth setup yet. I saw a little bit of it. It's it's kind of cool.
0: I wish I could be there, and uh, I'm you know being in the United States, I can't. <laughs>
1: Can't quite do that. Uh, oh yeah, I think it's all online. So we 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 have a have have an oh. online both in the um in the arena. Okay,
0: yeah. gotcha. So it's not they don't have people coming through or anything like that.
1: I, I don't imagine. I don't actually know. I just assumed it was all uh, it was all. Yeah, good point, yeah. Well,
0: that's. I mean, Pretty I understand the sure whole safety things good. and stuff. Yeah, definitely.
1: That makes sense. Yes, it is. Digital only. God, this is this is so. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we're in no like we we we. I think technically, I don't even think we we could leave and come back very easily. It would be very very hard for us to to do that right now. So, yeah, we we just we just completely online only at this point. Gotcha. Excellent.
2: Also, sorry, I'm. Uh, I didn't grab your name by the way.
1: Uh, my
0: name is Tim. I know it says Neo Prime thirty three there. That's my screen name for video games, obviously, but uh, my name is Tim, and uh, actually uh, I'm one of the co-podcasters with the Nintendo Dads, and and we found out about this, you know, being able to do the interview and things like that through Gamescom, from having our names out there and things like that, and I think I filled out a form to, to get a chance to be able to do an interview with you guys as well. Uh, and to be honest, I'll be frank. Um, this is my—you guys are my first interview uh, to be able to interview developers. So I apologize if I sound nervous or if I stumble over my words. <laughs> but you guys are my first uh, oh, ones, and but basically, just
2: the I mean, inte- you're fine. We're uh, it's
1: like we're pretty friendly. I
2: mean, Rob's <laughs> a little scary, but you know, like we're not too bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we—I'd we, say we're not—we're not like seasoned professionals at this type of stuff so it's all good
0: yeah well i just wanted to make it because our podcast is pretty laid back we just are a bunch of dads who grew up with video games especially nintendo and uh and grew grew up playing it and we want our kids to kind of grow up with it as well uh along not just nintendo but any of the games you know in in the in the universe so um one of the things that drew me to this particular interview and this opportunity with you guys was, of course, being able to play Mini Metro before. And um, I played it before on, on my mobile device, and then eventually when you guys brought it to Switch, I played it more on there, and I absolutely loved it because myself, growing up, like I said, I was a Nintendo kid, I played a lot of Sim City, So... With that game, Mini Metro gave me some of those vibes Uh, with just doing, you know, the subway lines and stuff like that, managing, managing uh, strategically your subway lines. And then when I found out you guys were doing the Mini Motorways, uh, I was super excited to give give that a try. I thought I wasn't going to be able to do a demo and then uh, with what happened earlier with like E3 and how they were doing things online and doing demos. I was hopeful that I would be able to do a demo, but you guys did it better yet by having it out on steam for me to try. So that was a lot of fun. I've been playing it and I've been loving what you guys have done with the game and how simple it is to play with just right now, obviously being on steam, it's with the mouse where it's just, you know, left click to do one thing and then a right click to take away what you did you know so kudos to you guys for making it nice and simple
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like, oh, you, oh you go back
2: yeah i was just gonna say i'm like i've become a real big fan recently of games that do take a kind of like complicated existing genre and then boil it right down to the basic level of things i've noticed more and more games are doing that nowadays and it's like I found myself leaning way more towards those than the complicated ones that take like a few hours to really get into them right um yeah and i found it was quite nice being able to work on motorways being a game that was uh one of those ones yeah you could speak one of those hey rob
1: yeah as i say like we we do what we do try really hard to distill down the just like the the core element of the experience that 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 we're trying to build and uh and just just only have like as much as we have to to kind of bring bring that to life so uh yeah and then we do spend a lot of time just simplifying it and making sure that the that uh the interface is like as easy as possible to use and as i i mean we always like like to think think that our stuff is always intuitive but just that that it is as as intuitive and easy to use as Possible. I don't think anything ever is completely intuitive, but we we do we we do aim aim to get as get as um, uh, close as we can, and that does take a very long time. It, I think it, it can be f- quite frustrating at times how long it takes us to to produce a thing, which um, which to some eyes can seem quite easy to to do, but it, it does take a long time and a, a great deal of um, iteration to kind of reach that point of of. Of, of simplicity,
0: right? That makes sense. Uh, w- did you guys? Do you guys draw informa- um inspiration from anything in regards to doing the simplification?
1: Um, like you, do, do you wanna do you wanna uh, talk a bit about like the visual inspiration and the things th- things that that you kind of got inspiration from in the art team for, for that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, from I mean, from the outside, it was like. uh there's already the really wonderful work done on Mini Metro by Jamie. And uh, I, going from that, I I know with Mini Metro, everything was sort of based off of subway maps. And uh, it was kind of taking that to the extreme and using all the visual language there. So when it came around for Mini Motorways, I, there was a little bit of time that was sort of spent where the art team was looking at things like road signs and trying to find the iconography from the real world as far as roads go and there was like some success and you can see some of that still in the game as far as uh, some of the icons go but as far as the overall visual style went it kind of leaned more towards things like apple and google maps and looking at those kind of digital top-down maps where they use a lot of typography because I'm, I'm like a huge nerd for typography and I love the fact that they had all these landmarks and everything laid out with type across them and originally it was very stripped back almost like mini metro and that it was um, like very very little color in the environments and I suppose it just kind of got to a point where we actually sat down just discussed it as a studio we're like all right do we want to take this a little bit further and do something that's not necessarily representative of the real world and abstract it a little bit further? So it's not really just like based around maps anymore. And it's instead pulling all these kind of insane color schemes based off the places that they're located in. So it's a little bit less uh, based in iconography like Mini Metro was, but instead trying to find things similar but taking it in its own sort of unique direction.
0: Nice. It, uh, definitely can see those inspirations there so and I do see a little bit of the map like like you said Google or Apple Maps there and that's what I liked about it too and it, it gives you that familiarity with it um like I mentioned too when I was the reason why I like these games is because it reminds me of some of the SimCity games or the, especially SimCity for the Super Nintendo that I played uh, when I was a kid um Maybe not necessarily linking to this game, but what uh, kind of games inspired you guys to become developers?
1: Oh, actually, yeah, this one. I I started board gaming and um, uh, uh, tabletop board gaming before I uh, before I got into digital games. I got my first computer at thirteen, and that's 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 my started getting into into digital games, but um, the and I started playing board games when I can remember. It was that I was ten years old and Mum and Dad bought us the game game that my brother and I had just been had been begging them to get, which was HeroQuest. Uh, and the, the, there was a the, there was a suspiciously um, um, HeroQuest-shaped box, box under the Christmas tree, uh, and that that really was kind of the beginning of, of my love of games, I think that would would be her request. um Nice. It's it's it was just such a approachable, but um, almost like endless source of of. Uh, yeah, it was just so, so fun. It was just so much for that age group. It was just completely spot on. And so I just played it to death. I, I actually still own a copy of it now. Uh, um, do you have it yeah, framed
0: so I've, up I've, on your wall and everything? <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I have had um, I have painted all the miniatures as an adult and, and nice. Uh, we broke it out every now and then. In fact, I remember the first time Blake that that uh, you came down to work on on that game game prototype in like two thousand and fourteen or fifteen or whatever. We we broke out um, um then. I I do I I have got a history of forcing it upon people. Um, 100%. Yeah, yes, yeah, so. <laughs> you can't <stop> escape yeah. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say from the digital uh, thing. I, I yeah, I got a PC first. I I never got a console until I was an ad, I was an adult already. So so I was I, I was into the into stuff like um, uh, Civilization, Doom, XCOM, Starcraft, Age of Empires, um, countless others like that of that kind of ilk. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's kind of where, where I I began my um,
0: your RTSs. Uh, I see. All journey right.
1: into, yeah yeah so, uh, sims strategy games that uh, that kind of stuff uh, and and the FPSs until they got kind of more more um, hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I,
2: uh, I was like a huge dork since day one, so I had like me and my brother as long as I could remember had been playing PC games uh it's like so much video footage of us playing these terrible shareware games because it was all we had was just this uh crappy little pc yes um that's how that's how i got introduced
0: to doom was shareware
2: (laughs) yeah 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 exactly right yes uh yeah i remember we used to play like horror games we were too scared of it so we would uh load it up go underneath the desk and just put our hands over the top and just mash on the keyboard and hope that we had done something (laughs) right um But we, uh, I remember me and my brother both got a Game Boy for Christmas with, uh, with Pokemon, and like, ever since then I've kind of been obsessed with handhelds, and me and my brother for like, our entire lives have been playing games together. uh, Less so nowadays as we've both gotten busy, but it used to be every single night we would sit down and load up a game and sit down, and that was how we would catch up. So I think like. There was never really any specific game that made me go, I want to be a developer. But I also remember, even from a really young age, going around to my friends' houses, and I just would never shut up about these terrible game ideas where I'd be like, yeah, what if you could do this? And it was pretty much always like, what if you could do everything? Because I had no (laughs) idea what game development was. Right. but yeah it's it's always been something that i kind of wanted to go into and it was just in the last couple of years that i ended up making the move
0: nice i always like being able to hear what inspires uh, um people in your fields uh to get involved in it the way you guys are so that's cool to hear thanks for sharing those stories um
2: yeah no problem
0: and uh, some of the things that I, I found while playing the game, too, going back to um, mini motorways while playing that, too, is did you guys get to a certain point? Now, again, great simplicity. Was there a point to where you were adding things, adding things, and you're like, we, we have to take a step back. We have too much going on or it's, make, it's starting to make things complicated. Is there a point that you guys reach that you mm-hmm. guys have to
1: do that? I can speak to this more about mini metro. So, um, Blake, I think you probably have more experience with this in motorways. How 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 w- would apply to that game?
2: Yeah, I think, funnily enough, in motorways we almost had the uh, we kind of had the opposite problem. Um, because metro had this sort of nice simplistic foundation, when we were doing a lot of the prototyping on motorways, we. Um, we were trying to build it out as simple as possible. And we actually kinda of hit a point where we were trying to add different upgrades in and add stuff while trying to keep it really simple. And we sort of had the reverse thing that Mini Metro had had where I know they had kind of the opposite problem where it's like, you can speak more on this Rob, but you know, like going too far and then having to strip stuff back. Um, yeah, I must admit it was it was never much of a problem on motorways, but that's because of all the foundational work that they've gotcha. done with Minimetro. Okay, so it was the opposite? Yeah, yeah. It was so too we...
0: simple.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. We, we did we did learn a lot when we did the first game. Yeah, that that we did have to fight it a lot of adding things in and then stripping it back back again and then adding things in and then stripping it back. I remember we were. I think that the key finding for us was when we worked out that. The fun part of Metro is just the lines and and the trains, and 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 that was really it. And we found that anything that we gave the player to do that didn't give them more options to do with those two things just wasn't really fun. Um, and so we, we had that. That's why we get asked a lot if if we can if um uh, we can we can we can have an upgrade which will um, swap us. Station from like a from like a square or circle or whatever, and we we don't ever ever want to add that in because it's it's just you then interacting with the map instead of the the lines themselves. Though we do have the interchange, that's that's the one thing that we do have that's 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 not specifically um, lines or trains related. So I think when we we were able to take that take that learning in into the second game and then that was kind of i think what what um um, helped us out a lot when we had to decide what was in and out was just if it's not about the roads then it shouldn't really be an upgrade or or in the game
0: i'm just thinking of processing everything you guys just said there so but that's interesting obviously that does make more sense obviously the first game you're going to have a lot of ideas and it's going to you're going to put a lot into it and then you have to realize what you have to strip back to where with motorways you guys are like may, maybe making it too simple and have to you know add some some muscle to it I guess
1: <laughs> for lack of a better term name. Yeah it's it, we 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 did find it a, a an interesting development it, it was a lot harder than than Metro's was, it, it was, M- M- Metro we designed the game verbally in an, in an hour and then really the basic basic game didn't really alter s- from, fr- from that like very, very uh, fast and easy um, uh, design iteration there. Uh, motorways was months and months and months of work and many, many prototypes. Um, uh, but a big part of that was us was us having to actually try to understand what made the first game so good because we we thought we had an idea and then as we worked more on the follow-up game we we had to we were kind of testing out our theories on what made what made the first game so so good and so it was it was an interesting process of us like finding out things about the game that we didn't really know, or we kind of thought we did, but we didn't actually. So yeah, it was a very, um, I guess humbling experience, actually, to, because I, I think I've always said that we didn't really design as this as discover it. And then now we're having to kind of, we had to go back to it and kind of learn about this discovery that we made instead of right. completely understanding it from the first um, from 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 when it was done. Yeah.
0: That's cool, and it looks like too that um, from what I was reading in regards from your uh, news page on your website and the release the the release to Steam and Apple Arcade on the twenty first, you had your round trip update is what it was called, and it had a lot of updates that you got gathered from your community that had been playing the game. I think through Steam, if I understood correctly, Um, they some people already you had a lot of people already playing the beta or whatever and you got a lot of feedback and then you added some of those things that you got from feedback from people playing the game such as the roundabouts right did i get that right
2: yeah yeah kind of i think um it was sort of like well before release we i remember leading up to release we were like yeah we're gonna roundabouts are definitely gonna make it into the game uh before we released an apple arcade and as we were building them it was like okay this is like really complicated uh <laughs> a lot of these things like they seem so simple on the surface then you gotcha. shut them in, and it's like all right everything's broken uh so we had it in mind this thing that we wanted to do um but what we were getting was the beta testers were giving us we we essentially had a bunch of beta testers playing the game giving us feedback on everything from how the game felt as far as balance went, uh, new things like trying out animations for the roads, things like that as they built in, and kind of tweaking them based on how people would find them. So the beta testers, we would send it out, go, hey, how does this feel as far as road animations go? You'd get a bunch of people kind of going yay or nay, and then you kind of tweak it based on that. And it had this really nice. kind of organic, quick back and forth with the beta testers. So, I mean, our code team was amazing. It was pushing our builds really fast to these beta testers, and we could kind of get quick feedback as a result. So, we definitely did reach out and ask for upgrade ideas and just general gameplay ideas. And gotcha. we have sort of listened to the community around that, and it's it sort of extends to things like people discussing uh the colorblind mode in the game and some people yes. finding it more difficult than others and sort of giving us that room to go okay here's a certain spot we can work and we can improve and we can reach out to these testers and see how they feel sort of in this nice closed loop where we can test out ideas particularly if there are ideas that might not be the best ideas but we don't find out till later and we haven't sent that out to the entire world so
0: yeah gotcha so and you, that, that was another bullet point I had here in regards to the accessibility options where I had it marked as under accessibility options was one being the colorblind mode and, and then even the menu transitions You the, in built into the tutorial or as you're going through it and getting through the menus you got the question of do you like the transition if it's too much for you you can turn it off I found that was very uh, very cool you know, to take that in consideration to the game, the people who are playing those games. Uh, what was there? Anything inspired you guys, or was it just feedback? And uh, in, to inspire you guys to add like the colorblind mode and and the menu transitions, or was there something inspired you to try to make things more accessible? Probably the same reason why you guys wanted to make it simple
1: too. <laughs> yeah, they, they've always been a part of the of, of our games. We, we've always had had those options as well to have. Night mode as well, which is a much much um, um, darker uh, yes. skin for the game. So yeah, we've we just always always had them in. I don't remember if Mini Metro ever shipped without a colorblind mode at least. I think that was always in from day one. I'd have to check. Um, yeah, I, I think because the first game we did be, because it was so so heavily reliant on the um, uh, 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 colours, we we really felt that it was kind of an obvious step for us to do that. It was was that to have a colorblind mode okay. um, and yeah it's it's just it's just a thing that i i know often it comes as kind of an extra thing that that you'll add in uh you know if you have spare time but i mean it's always been been an important thing for us that we do want our game games to be successful as possible and we don't want want to exclude anyone um so yeah we we just do what we can to to um help people access our games and and i i think it's i think it is an important point to not think of it as a as kind of an extra thing you can do if you have time but it should it should that kind of thing should be kind of integrated into into your sort of everyday dev um uh that makes yeah sense. yeah and and that's that's what that's what we do we do strive to do at dance Apollo club
0: nice
1: um like blake's got some work that he's he's been doing on that that um uh uh, colorblind improvements.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, firstly, it's like, I mean, it, we're very fortunate that Rob and Pete are both very empathetic people, and it's always been kind of baked into the studio culture to always look at accessibility not as like an extra step that you have to do, but it's just it's just part of the part of it all the way through. So. The as far as the colorblind mode goes, we had kind of set it as a we're, we've noticed that some people um, are still having issues with the colors that were set. And while this is still in development and things might change is we've been reaching out to different people that have had these issues of not being able to see it still with what we've done. And we're looking at doing things like potentially having a customizable color palette so people can go in, turn on the colorblind mode, go through and then change the actual colors that they see of the destinations and the houses to try and get something that works works for them individually. Um, and we've had some nice feedback from people, from beta testers and people that we've reached out to who were having these issues. And they seem to think that that's one of the better solutions we could go with. But it is something that we're constantly trying to improve upon. So we'll we will work on things, see how things go through development and then keep reaching out for feedback and see if we can keep improving on this stuff.
0: That's awesome. Uh, and um, although I'm not colorblind, I'm, I'm very appreciative that you guys think of that stuff. So, for those who are, so, but I know we got a few minutes left. So, I have two more questions that I wanted to get out to you guys. Uh, hopefully, we have enough time for them. First, the first of those two is before we end off. Is there anything else you want to share with my community about mini motorways um even though it's not on the switch yet because you know we are nintendo dads we are looking forward to it coming in 2022 sometime um but if there's anything you want to share about the game that i didn't cover in any of the questions i have uh that'd be great
1: yeah so uh we are we'll be aiming to release quarter one next year um, it'll be our first first uh, uh, console release for the for the game. Um, I guess just say so that yeah, we we do we do understand that we do have a very kind of wide range of reasons why p- people like the game, and so we, we we do kind of actively support both the kind of uh, casual, um, relaxing kind of the g- gameplay, but also the more sort of hardcore, um, high score chasing. Um, uh, uh, gameplay as well, and we've, we, we do support our games for a long time. We uh, we released, our first game came out and uh, first release was Early Access in 2014 on Steam and we just released an update actually yesterday. Uh, so what's that, two hundred years on, we're still updating it so we, we do like to support our games yes. uh, in the long long haul because also we just have heaps of ideas for them, and we, we hate to not <laughs> see them executed. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, we've got a lot of ideas and, and fun things we want to add, um, and we're, we're quite hyped about, about adding them over the uh, next few years. So, yeah, lots nice. of things things to look forward to, more, more of everything, hopefully.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I suppose all I would add for the uh, for your community is um, I'm very excited for the Switch port myself as well. I pretty much play exclusively on the Switch. And, <laughs> right.
0: Um, well, you're a handheld yeah. person, so yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I think um, the uh, the dev team right now is spending a lot of time looking into the Switch port and how we can make it as good as we can. And there's there's been a bunch of cool things which uh, we should stick around for the final release where it's like... You can play with the controller, it works with the touchscreen as well, and you can kind of just easily swap between them as you see fit uh, without having to go to the options menu and everything. Um, yeah, it's, it's been looking really good, so I'm, I'm very excited to get it out on the Switch.
0: I'm looking forward to that too. And so the last question I have, because we got about a few more minutes left here, uh, the last question I have is more, uh, I guess, probably outside of the game here, but more what you guys are into. What are you looking forward to getting either by the end of this year in the games field? If you're a gamer, what are you guys looking forward to playing, getting your hands on?
1: Uh, I think the most anticipated game for me this year is probably Total War Warhammer 3. Um, I'm... I'm... I, I did play Warhammer a lot as a kid. Uh, I don't anymore. I, I mean, I, I play some kind of hobby stuff like that, but but I don't play anything on the scale of Warhammer anymore, because uh, it just takes up <laughs> too much time. So I I've really enjoyed uh, uh, Total, War, Total, War, Total War Total War Warhammer to actually bring that kind of experience back again. Um, and it's just that it's just a, a, a game that I play online with my friends now. Um, and so I'm quite looking forward to that that whole arc being um, finished up and all of the races in there. I'm just nice. really, really hoping that 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 I get my um, um, uh, Chaos Doors at some point because that was that was the army that I loved. Uh, and and so far they haven't appeared yet, but I'm really hoping they'll be they'll be in an expansion at some point. So, well, just for you, I that's... hope they are there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I don't think it would be fair to go through an interview and me not reference Dark Souls a little bit. So it's not this year, but early next year is Elden Ring coming out, and I'm so excited for that. Okay. Yeah, but as far as as far as this year goes, I'm actually kind of looking forward to uh, Advance Wars on the Switch. The remix. Yes,
0: that's right. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I really loved advanced Wars back in the day. I played them so much. But it's been like, god knows how many years since then. So, Another great handheld game that
0: makes back. sense. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. How about yourself? Before oh, we
0: go. Uh me, I'm looking forward to Metroid Dread because I'm a huge Metroid uh oh, fan, is so that this year. That is this year in October actually. So I'm I'm hyped for that game and uh super excited huge fan of the That's metroid safe. series so yeah i'm looking forward to that
2: great choice can i change my answer <laughs> yes you can go ahead <laughs> all right metroid dread right <laughs> it is <All> right,
0: <laughs> well gentlemen thanks again for the time uh and, the, and the, thanks again for this opportunity for letting me do this interview with you guys especially being my first interview so i appreciate it thanks blake and robert hey it was,
1: was, it was a fun. good interview <laughs> <It> was <laughs> fun I had a good time it was great
0: Thanks. You guys have a good yeah. Gamescom.
1: Okay, you too. Yeah. You too. Bye bye. Are you going back to bed now, or, or is it now just like is it now interviews, interviews, interviews sort of for the, for the no, rest of the day?
0: Nope. I now now I get to go to bed now.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God.
0: All right. All right. You guys have cool a good bro. one. Have, have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Enjoy it. Have a few beers. <laughs> to your yeah, success.
2: You too. When it rolls around for you. Right. You.
0: Ha- have a good one. All right. Well, I'll see
2: you. Okay. bye.